The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. It is now time for the David Force Show here on A's Cast. David, what a week for your ball club! Hey, Chris, how are you? Yeah, it's uh, not a not a bad uh, not a bad couple series. Yeah, I just I, I looked at this stretch at like you know it can make you or it can break or break you, and it made you three out of four from Houston. You sweep the Yankees. And now the thing that I love here on August 23rd, your destiny is in your own hands. That's got to feel good. It does, yeah. And, and, and these guys deserve it the way they've played. I mean, we still have you know more than a month, 30-plus games to go. But uh, the way they've played over the last week, they certainly deserve to control their own destiny because we knew this was going to be a tough stretch, seven games at home, and to win six out of seven, uh, pretty impressive. And just this this five you got going right now, your starting five, they have been fantastic. How proud are you of this five that you've put together? They're doing a great job. Yeah, I mean, everybody sort of felt early in the year like starting pitching was going to be an issue. And, I mean, you know, Mike Fires since mid-April has been as good of an ace as you can ask for. And, uh, you know, this is, I think, the first time Brett's made 25-plus starts in, in a few years. And, and then Tanner and Homer have come in and, and fit right in. So it's been, it's been fun to watch. Yes, it has. And, you, you know, you got some young reinforcements going. But for me, where you are right now, I mean, unless they're knock on wood is something that happens to a guy, these are the five you're probably going forward with, right, till the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, I think we have some opportunity in September to, uh, you know, to take some of the burden off them. We'll add to the bullpen. Sean Manaya will uh, will hopefully be ready by then, and and you could potentially give guys some time off or, or short, like I said, shorten a game up maybe one time through the rotation. But these guys don't show any signs of uh, of slowing down. So yeah, we're going to go out there every five days. And I think about a couple Fridays off, which is just so bizarre for us that that work in baseball. But just how big is that for you down the stretch where you're getting these days off on a Friday? For sure, any any time off this time of year is great to give you know give a starter five days of rest, or you know give guys like Piscotty and Pinder who are a little banged up an extra day off. So. Whether look, it's all Groundhog Day from February to October for these guys. So whatever the day off is, they'll take it. Okay, so that's what you know. They, they, hey, we're just taking it day by day. And of course, here we're going to scoreboard watch. We're going to project. We're going to. Do you scoreboard watch at this time of the year? And if you don't, when do you start? <laughs> uh, I do. Yeah, I mean we have. You know, we have the luxury of seeing the East Coast games come on at 4 o'clock, so uh, it's a nice little break up to the work day. So we're, we're watching the Rays and the Indians and the Twins and, uh, you know, keeping tabs on the Astros. And, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll watch. We, we know when we've got a good scoreboard day versus, versus not. A.J. Puck makes his debut against the New York Yankees, and we all got to see it's like, you know, the, the Kraken is awakened. What was it like watching your, one of your prized prospects make his debut against the Bronx Bombers? 
honestly, I kind of wanted to throw up a little bit. <laughs> it's uh, it's ner- it's nerve-wracking. I-, I was thrilled that Bob got him in there. You know, we talked about it. You know, Bob typically likes to get these guys a quote soft landing, but look, this is a guy who's pitched in big games, college and the minor leagues. He's got big time stuff. So I thought it was a great spot to get him in against seven, eight, nine, a couple lefties. Uh, I think the adrenaline got the best of him a little bit, but uh, he got a big out and, and ultimately Liam came in and cleaned it up, but uh, thrilled to see him get his, uh, his feet wet. You know, it's funny that you say that my daughter got the lead role in Peter Pan, So she's Peter Pan, and I remember when it started, I felt like I was going to throw up. I mean, I was sweaty. I was clammy. She had, like, 84 lines. So I know what you're feeling. It's like – this these guys mean so much to you that when he comes out, it's oh, I, I can I totally know how you feel. Yeah, it's uh, I'll I'll give you that. So watching your daughter do that is, is probably a bigger deal. But uh, but yeah, when you you know you bring a guy like that up, you want him to succeed badly. You want him to, to contribute and help the team. And uh, like I said, I, I think it'll be kind of smooth sailing. Now he's got. Got his first outing in. We got two big games over the weekend. I, I imagine we'll see him out there on the mound again. So I got to talk to Ramon Laureano the other day when we were doing the show from the field, and he says he's feeling a lot better. We got to see him run, and we'll talk about Ramon in a second. But I got a new nickname for Mark Cannon. It's duct tape because whenever you got issues, what do you do? You <laughs> use duct tape. He's been your duct tape this year. I mean, I don't know who your team MVP is, but I got to tell you, what he's done for you this year and now playing center field is crazy. Yeah, he's uh, he's been huge. He, you know, filled in and right when Steven was out, playing center now when uh, when Ramon's down. And, and the other thing, he's you know basically hitting cleanup with with Chris scuffling a little bit. So uh, no, you're right. If you're you know looking for a team MVP, Mark's in the conversation because he has he's been huge everywhere. Well, and then I think about Ramon, and he was so hot before he got hurt. And, you know, I don't know much about a stress reaction. I know a stress fracture is awful. But watching him run the other day at full speed, where are we with your center fielder? He's making progress. Um, we have to be careful. Uh, you know, we don't we don't want to get back to where we were on August 1st. And, and the idea – has been to let the stress reaction cool down. Um, you know, what happens is if you push it and push it, it does turn into a stress fracture and then, then you're done for the year. We know that to be the case. So uh, we've let it cool down. He feels better. We're still waiting to see how he feels post running the other day, uh, but he's able to hit and run and throw. I'm sorry, hit and throw. Uh, he's actually going to go see some, take some at bats against Daniel Gossett in a uh, simulated game today. So, He's getting his work in, and once once we feel like we can push it a little bit and run him, then he'll be ready to jump right in. Certain injuries are about patience. How tough is it for you to make sure that the athlete stays patient and also you need to stay patient? Yeah, it's more about keeping him patient. We, we understand the big picture, and this is the player we expect to have for the long haul. So from an organizational standpoint, from the medical team, they know the right thing to do. It's it's about keeping Ramon at bay a little bit. He wants he wants to be out there. He wants to push it, um, even though you know he obviously knows what's best for him. But he sees his teammates out there grinding. He wants to be part of it. So we've uh, we've had to kind of rein him in a little bit over the last few weeks. But uh, you know it's good to see a guy who wants to be out there. And, and as soon as he's ready, 
uh, yeah, we're going to have to uh, let them out of the barn. Yeah, it's the old saying that sometimes you need to protect the athletes from themselves. And You know, I asked Shooty Babbitt this, and I wanted to ask you because we were actually talking about yesterday on A's Cast Live about, about how Marcus Simeon, he's not a rah-rah guy. He doesn't say a whole heck of a lot, but the fact that he shows up every day, the way he plays every day, and you talk about leading by example, the shortstop play, leading off, so productive, playing every single inning of every single game. Because now we're getting in this, who's the MVP of the team? I don't know yet. As you said, we got a ways to go. But just talk about his leadership and doing it from a standpoint, not with his mouth, but with his actions. Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways to lead in this game. I think one of the great things uh, about our sport is you can do it a lot of different ways. In football, it's almost always the quarterback and in basketball, everybody knows who's, who's the best player on the floor, but you know, we have guys who are, who are more vocal than others. And then you have a guy like Marcus who, like you said, he just shows up to work every day and he's as consistent, as stable as anybody we've had here. He's, He's out there 162 games and, um, you know, and, and he works as hard as anyone. It's been pretty well documented uh, what he's done with his defense. Uh, obviously, you know, carried us offensively at times this year. So um, he's, you know, he leads one way. Matt leads another way. Uh, it, we've got a really solid group of guys. Yeah, that is always something about when you guys are winning, because it's tough to win every single year, but when you've had your runs – it's that clubhouse is just so solid. It is, it's such a good group. Is it tough to, to, to make sure you're building to always have a good group to know that the personalities are always going to fit like, like, like a puzzle piece? It's, it's a difficult thing. It's a little bit of chicken and egg as far as leadership and clubhouse chemistry and winning. I mean, obviously winning takes care of a lot of things and guys, guys tend to enjoy themselves and like each other more when you win, but in order to get to that point, you got to have a good group. And, you know, you mentioned some of the other times in our recent history that we've won there. There's always been that group. You think about the teams from 12, 13, 14 and Josh Reddick and his big personality and Josh Donaldson being a vocal leader. Um, you know, you go back to the teams in the early 2000s and, um, and guys like Tim Hudson and, and Eric Chavez, Miguel Tejada all had little different personalities, but they all, they all led that group. So, it's, uh, it is important to have those personalities. What's it like for you when you guys tee it up against the San Francisco Giants? <laughs> it's a little different than, uh, than my previous 19 years. Um, you know, I talked, uh, I talked to someone about Farhan the other day, and I, I said, look, there's no, there's no conflict for me. I, I turn the TV on. We're not playing the Giants. I'm going to root for them because I'm, I'm rooting for him, um, which is probably a little hard for some of our fans to hear. But um, but it's very different, and uh, you know we split with them last weekend. I certainly want to take both games this this weekend, but but if we do, I'll be uh, you know be a little disappointed for him. But uh, you know it's been fun to have him and and his wife, and now new baby boy here in the Bay Area. So I'm looking forward to sitting with him the next two days. Yeah, and it's it's a competition. I mean, it's just not about baseball. It's business. You're in the same market. You're fighting for the same advertising dollars. And it's just it, – I love it. I mean, the fact whether you're talking Yankees, Mets, or you're talking White Sox clubs, or, or, you, or you're, you're talking Dodgers, Angels, there's just something special when two teams in the same market go after it. 
It's true. And it, look, it's been great for the area that the Giants have played as well as they have this year. I don't think anybody expected them to be in wildcard contention after the deadline, but they've played well. I think people in the area have talked baseball a lot, have paid attention. And uh, I mean, I don't look any further than our attendance numbers the next few days, because I think we're going to have a chance to put 100,000 people in that stadium over the weekend, and it'll be great. So I started reading the book, The MVP Machine, on the way to Winnipeg. By the way, scouting report, uh, David, you never need to go to Winnipeg. <laughs> well, I, I am interested in 80-yard football and all the metrics involved, so I might have to go there for that. Yeah, the Blue Bombers, very interesting. So I'm reading The MVP Machine. Uh, I didn't realize you were in the book. Have you read the book? I haven't read it yet. I, I spoke with Ben, ben Lindbergh a little bit Um but I have not read it. Keith Littman, our farm director, who's the most important person to have read it, uh, was telling me the other day when I was in Arizona how great it is. And I'm looking forward to, to taking a look. But I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, just the start of the book, it really tells you it's it's about the revolution of how – Basically, you don't tell a player there's a ceiling. Don't believe that a player has a ceiling because you can make current players, no matter what their age, you can make them better. And you were talking about in the book about how, well, hey, back in the Moneyball days, we didn't have this technology that we have now that can help players get better. It's true. I mean, things have, have changed so much. And, and everybody talks about StatCast and what it's done for watching the game, not for evaluating the game, but you've got all these other tools uh, in the minor leagues, ways to get guys better. Obviously, obviously the, the driveline lab and techniques have gotten a lot of publicity about trying to add velo to pitchers, but there's, there's so many things out there that we can use now to, to help guys develop muscle memory, to you know, give them instant feedback, both position players and pitchers, that we just, we just didn't have 10, 15 years ago. Now, the only thing that, you know, and I'm right in the beginning of the book, that, that they kind of bring up, and, and I wonder how you handle this, is, you know, so many of your players now, or players all around baseball, you mentioned driveline or, or hitting coaches. They're going to somebody else in the offseason. What kind of conflict does that present you where you have your coaches that want to teach something, but a guy may have another coach that's away from your organization? I think you can kind of see where I'm going with that. I do, and, you know, it hasn't, hasn't posed a problem yet for us. I think part of it is, you know, I mentioned Keith earlier, Gil Patterson, who, who handles our pitchers in the minor leagues, are both forward-thinking, really open-minded guys, and I, I think they've done a great job of – you know, working with individuals who, who, you know, have a different style or have someone they use on the outside and say, hey, let's, let's incorporate that into what we're doing. In fact, Gil uh, and Scott Emerson, a number of the people in our organization, went up to Driveline in May to meet with the guys there and, and try and learn something and say, hey, if there's something we're not doing, we need to be open-minded to it. So I, I think our minor league staff does a great job with that. Is it still weird having a Friday off? <laughs> it, it was weird. I I played golf today, which uh, which I haven't done since spring training. So uh, that was that was a nice little getaway from the office. But uh, we'll we'll get back at it tomorrow. Great stuff. We'll see you tomorrow at the yard. Okay. Thanks, Chris. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.